Hey, everybody, look, this is the Real Housewives of Potomac review. I will say overall, I give this episode a solid B. It was actually a good episode. And, you know, I'm going to say this. Mia is coming in the door. She is getting the party started. We got so-called Zen Wendy, but she's not so Zen. She really is feeling herself with this new surgery that she done had, her new body, her new face. Well, more so her body than her face. And she is here for it. <laughs> so anyway, let's kind of get with the, um, I forget what started what, but um, so Karen, you know, this is all, you know, we're still dealing with the pandemic. Karen is doing a Zoom call with her clients for, her company and uh, the Grand Dame stuff. She got Ray on the um, Zoom call with her, you know, talking about her different lines of things that she's been sold to coming out with. She got the perfume, she's got the wigs. Um, I don't know what else she has going on. Ray is there being supportive. At least this season, we're seeing Ray being supportive. Last season, excuse me, last season, it seemed like Ray was being resentful. It seemed like Ray just didn't care what Karen did. It seemed like Ray was, you know, I think Ray was, I don't know, Ray seemed like he was in his feelings as it pertains to Karen moving forward with her own business venture. You know, you know, Ray is at a point where he's retired and he's relaxed. He's not on the go. And I think he thought that, you know, Karen would sit back and be relaxed with him. And that's just not the case. It's just not what we're getting um, with Karen. Karen is finally doing her, as you say, doing her. She's being herself. So that was really cool. Um, we see Giselle and Ashley get together and they go out for coffee and lunch, whatever. And this is when, you know, um, Giselle is a little concerned about Ashley's well-being as it pertains to Michael. Um, you know, Ashley is getting close, you know, I think Ashley's due like in a few days. So Giselle wants to have this pamper party for Ashley before her, um, you know, the upcoming weekend when she's actually due. She also is concerned about Michael in terms of Michael not being there for her and Michael straying away and Michael doing his own thing like he did last season. And Ashley was like, you know, we are in a better place. We have a better game plan. I do trust that Michael is going to be and has been um, very understanding and continue to be faithful. Okay. Um, I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess it sounded good, Ashley. I guess it sounded really, really good. So then, of course, Ashley is going to give, you know, um, Giselle the lowdown on what happened at Karen's couple's party. And so she lets it be known that, <clears throat> you know, Mia uh, and uh, Wendy kind of got into it and that Mia said that, you know, well, I'm a little, I feel like I'm in my feelings with Giselle because, you know, even though I did say that Giselle had a good spirit, I got put off. I was also put off by the fact that she wished death on Ray. Now, I didn't catch that she really wished death on Ray. Like she literally wished that Ray would die tomorrow. I didn't get that from the commentary between Giselle and Karen. I just didn't get that at all. I don't know where Karen got it from either. I just, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. But she said, I feel some kind of way. And then she said, you know, Ash was like, so Mia felt like, you know, Giselle is just a pretty face. So Giselle's looking at Ashley. Of course, 
by actually telling Giselle this information. Giselle is going to be in her feelings now because Giselle is confused and Giselle's like, wait a minute. She got my phone number, which is something that Wendy pointed out. After the party, she asked for my phone number. She has been texting myself and Robin um, a quite a bit. She's wishing us happy Valentine's Day, all this other stuff. I'm not understanding where did that come, like that came out of nowhere because that's just not the vibe I was getting from her. So I was like, yeah, you know, that's just, you know, that's that's what happened and it is what it is. So now Giselle is feeling like, okay, I need to have a moment with Miss Mia. I need to talk to her uh, about what's going on. Is she she's saying one thing and she turned around and says something else? I don't know. I'm not gonna judge her, but I do need to have a conversation with her. So then it came down to inviting people, you know. Ashley does want Karen to be there. You know, um, Giselle did not want Karen to come to this little pamper party. You know, she was not here for it. And she wanted Mia to be there. And, you know, Giselle said, that's fine, because I do want to talk to her. So, all right, so that's that. Now let's get to Robin. Robin and where she is mentally. During the pandemic, a lot of people started suffering from depression. It is no, it's, and there are people even now um, still dealing with life and trying to readjust now that places are opening back up and more people going back into the office and schools are getting ready to open up. And it's just a lot of mental adjustment. One is not recognizing what is going on with Robin. He's looking at her being just lazy. Okay. He's seeing her being lazy and unattentive as opposed to being more intuitive. And this is this is what I, I feel like. I don't know if this is what's going on with Juan, but when you are in a relationship, truly are emotionally connected with one another, it seems like you become more intuitive and feel like, okay, if my partner, my husband, my wife, whatever the case may be, isn't doing well or seemingly out of sorts, I'm going to look into that. I feel like Juan is disconnected from Robin. I just really do. You know, Robin's in the bed. She doesn't want to get up. I don't know what Juan is doing because, you know, Juan's a, bas a college basketball coach. And I know a lot of schools that close. I know they're not playing any games. So Juan is like, hey, Robin, did you get the boys up? Hey, Robin, did you do this? Juan, what are you doing? So I didn't understand that. You know, so Robin gets up. She tells the boys to get up, log into school, and she gets back in the bed. And Juan is turned off. Juan is like, you just are not motivated. And Robin admits, she said, you know, I got to a point where I just didn't have the motivation to do a lot. Um, I think her being in the house with the boys all of the time is starting to get to her now. I don't know. She's dealing with a lot. But we do see Robin go to, um, I guess she's got a where, wherever she is, warehouse or someplace anyway, where her um, embellished hats are being. She needs to get these orders out because she's really behind. And I think she got other products coming along under Embellish. So she's got a friend, Ascala, there. And Ascala is supposed to be helping her out. Then Wendy comes in. And, you know, Wendy is glad to meet Ascala. She, you know, Robin's like, well, she's an you know, African sister. She is Ethiopian. Wendy's like, you know, she's Nigerian. They hit it off right away. I saw Wendy connected with Ascala, seems like in the immediate sense, unlike with Mia. Okay. So that's just something I wanted to just point out. That was very, very clear. And, you know, Wendy is talking about 
you know, the, what happened at uh, uh, Karen's party, because, you know, Robin was like, well, the reason I didn't go to the party was because Juan didn't want to be there. Okay, Robin, you you didn't want to go to the party beyond the fact that Juan wasn't going to be there. You and your feelings about Karen calling out your relationship not being authentic and real and all of that. So I'm like, okay. So now they're talking and Wendy was explaining how Mia put her hand in her face and, you know, Mia was just being really disrespectful. And Wendy was saying, I was just pointing out the inconsistencies when it came to first and foremost, her not being supportive of Karen and that's supposed to be her friend. Secondly, her on the one hand saying that, you know, oh, Giselle has a nice soul and she thinks so highly of her. She got her phone number. And then on the other hand, now she's just a pretty face and that you're turned off by her and all this. She said, I'm just trying to point things out and trying to understand this girl. And yet she gets, she's throwing me all types of inconsistencies and I'm not sure how to read her. So anyway, they're going to go to everybody's in agreement. Uh, Robin's going to bring a scholar to the pamper party so I guess, you know, we'll see how everything works out with them at the pamper party. We get Candace uh, meets up with Karen. Now, earlier she had talked to her mom on FaceTime and told her mom about Chris being her husband during all of that. Her mother was not really, her mother was pretty much feeling as though Chris is a, Chris is not a reliable person and he's, he doesn't have good intentions when it comes to finances. That's what she was alluding to. Next thing we get is Candace and her, uh, Candace and Karen getting together. You know when you know Candace had invited Karen to come to her house so they can talk. Candace's expectations for this meetup was that Karen would apologize for being on in the middle. She should have just you know, discarded Monique and only be friends with her and only side with her. And that was it. That's what Candace was expecting, an apology and her to say I was wrong for um, also siding with Monique because, you know, that's just she was all 100 percent, you know, out of order. And I should have only been friends with you. That's what she wanted. That's not what she got. Karen came there and, you know, she's complimenting the house. They sit down, they have a little light lunch. And Karen goes, you know, I understand what you want me to say, but I'm not going to say that because that's not how I feel. You know, I've explained to you my position more than once. It has not changed. I'm I, it, where I what I did and how I moved. I feel the same way today as I did last year. Nothing's changed. And that's just that. So, of course, you know, Candace sitting there crying. She took out the little napkin and all of that. And she's crying. She's upset. She's angry. And yet she was like, well, you know what? I don't think that our relationship will move in the direction that we thought it was going to move in. Um, I think we can be cool with each other as far as we see each other, we speak to each other, but I just don't trust you. And Karen was like, okay, I respect that. And there it is. Candace, girl, I'm going to need you to live a little bit longer and live life because your expectations of this relationship, you're not seeing it from the perspective of, it's not like Karen blamed you 100%. It's not like she blamed Monique 100%. Yes, Monique was the one that physically attacked you and she 
did not like that. And she told Monique that, but she wasn't going to dismiss her friendship with Monique. So I don't know. Candace is just in her, in, in, you know, she said they can't move forward. They'll just be cordial. Karen is fine with that. Okay, good, cool. We get a little background on Mia. You know, Mia um, ex explained to her husband what had happened at uh, a little bit more conversation about what, what happened with the ladies and her and Wendy and that whole situation. And her husband was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I was in the kitchen with the guys and we were having a great time, <laughs> which is normally the case. Then we get more into, we find out that Mia's still cool with her oldest child's father. Seemed like they're all a really cool blended family. I'm sure it took a lot of work to get to that point, but I'm glad they're all able to work together. We also find out that Mia was in uh, foster care. Mia's preparing to finally, well, I guess she's gonna meet up with her mom. She doesn't have much of a relationship with her mother. Her parents were did substance abuse. So they lost custody of her. She was placed in foster care. And now, you know, she talks about how she used to write her mother when she was in rehab. She didn't say much more about her father, but she talked about writing her mother and not getting any responses. It really affected her, and I'm sure it did. I guess she's trying to make a connection with her mother now. I hope that it works out well for her because we've seen this before in Atlanta with Kenya. Kenya's mom, that whole meetup situation did not go well. So I'm hoping that this one doesn't work out like that one. We'll see. Um, so that was cool to know. So now we, um, let's see. I guess we can go ahead and get to the spa meetup because I think we've talked about everything else. Oh, Karen and Wendy get together. So uh, Wendy comes over to Karen's house to talk about her new business venture. She wants to get it to Home Essentials. And she feels her, her and um, that with, with Karen being a businesswoman and so she's being successful with it, she knows what she's doing. You know, I guess they're trying to forge a relationship because last season didn't seem like they had much of one. This season, it seems like they're moving forward in a positive manner. So, <laughs> you know, Wendy explained to Karen what she's looking to do. She wants to be the new Black Martha Stewart. Karen is kind of like, okay, you sure about that? I don't think Wendy, again, she's trying to find herself. I don't think she knows what she wants to do. So she's, you know, Karen is asking a lot of questions about the business plan. Wendy goes, well, I wrote a paragraph. Karen was like, that's not good enough. Girl, have you thought this through? And, you know, Wendy brings out the candle. Karen can't pronounce the name. Wendy tells her the name. Karen, you know, likes the packaging. The smell of the candle is nice. It's classy. She lets Wendy know. She said, you know, who's your target audience? You know, um, why would someone want to pick your candle versus some, someone else's candle? And these are questions you have to ask. Like, did you really think this through? No, she did not. It's very evident. And Wendy was like, oh, I don't, I didn't really want, you know, to hear this. But then I did, I did want to hear this girl. Wendy, you don't know what you want to do. And Karen let it be known, you haven't thought this through. You just haven't. You throwing stuff against the wall, trying to see what's going to stick. All right. So now we get to the spa and who was first? I think Candace was there first. And of course, Candace tells Giselle about her meetup with Karen, how that went. And, you know, of course, Giselle was like, that's so disappointing, but it's not a surprise. It's Karen. 
Okay, we get the ladies come in. I think Robin was next and all of that. And Giselle's explaining, you know, I'm, I'm using the color yellow and some other color because, you know, Ashley is our little Miss Sunshine. <sighs> Candace is like, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. The woman is pregnant. I'm just gonna stay cool, calm and collected. Cause you know, Candace don't see it for Ashley. All right. Um, Uh, let's see, how did we get started? I think Ashley and Ascala went first. And I believe, hmm, how did this conversation get started? Did we start with Mia and Wendy initially? I don't know if we started with Mia and Wendy right away or we just get into the whole Wendy, uh, I mean, the whole Mia thing. I think we started with Mia and Wendy as it pertains to... Um, uh-oh, let me just stop this recording. <laughs> Hold on, sorry about that, people. So Mia and Wendy are, no, Mia talks about how she met her husband and um, they met the strip club. Mia mentions that she was a bartender there, but she eventually became a stripper. And all the ladies are kind of looking like, okay, all right then. And then she goes on to say, but we wore ball gowns. We didn't have, because I don't know who brought up the stripper pole. I think, I don't know who said, was there a stripper pole there? Maybe it was Candace. I don't know. But she was like, oh no, no stripper poles. You know, we didn't want that. You know, I was in an upscale restaurant and they didn't want that type of stigma. Hmm. Okay. We wore gowns and Ashley gets in the confessional. She's like, look. She said, I don't been to these kind of clubs before. And yes, they do wear gowns, but they're not like ball gowns. And typically, she said, they have something out as their moneymaker. This is how you get the men's attention. So I don't know, Mia trying to make it seem like something that it really isn't. Finally, you know, then Mia goes, oh, well, I, I, I didn't have sex with these guys for money. And most of the time, I just sat there and talked to them because they just wanted my company. And Giselle was like, so you were an escort? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was kind of funny. Everybody's looking sideways. And then we get into the whole Mia versus Wendy again, explaining their whole situation. And I don't know, Wendy was just on 10 for whatever reason. You know, Wendy was like, girl, you need not to ever do that again. Put your hands in my face. And Mia was like, I didn't put my hands in your face. You know, I speak with my hands. So girl, you need to relax. She said, you're not happy at home. You're really obviously unhappy at home. This is why, you know, you're so wound up. Because Mia had already said that uh, she had told her husband she feels that Wendy is a little too uptight. Wendy's very controlling and that her husband seems like he's afraid of her, uh, you know, because she's, you know, she just feels like Wendy is not very happy at home. Wendy was retorting back, girl, it's not like you happy at home. You the one that had to have rejuvenation surgery. It was it was a lot of putting 20 on 10 coming from Wendy. Wendy TikTok, I got time today. I don't understand why she was putting so much energy and time and effort into Mia when it wasn't even worth it. Even Candace was like, why are you doing all this? You know, why, you know, you're letting Mia push your buttons. You're supposed to be Zen Wendy, but yet you're not acting like it. It was a mess. And in the midst of all of that, you get Giselle is trying to, because she wants to confront Mia about some of the stuff that Mia said, especially her just being a pretty face. So she wants to have a conversation. She's trying to interject. Wendy won't let her. 
So then finally, Giselle was like, look, I'm, you know, I'm trying to have a conversation with Mia, but you won't even let me, you won't let me speak. You won't let me get my words out. You won't let me, you know, like, what is going on here? And honey, Wendy flipped right back on Giselle and she was like, you know, telling Giselle off and telling her what her problem is. I don't understand. I don't know what happened with Wendy, but she flipped on Giselle in the immediate tense, honey. Giselle looking at Wendy like, girl, what? So... I don't get it. I, I, I really don't get it. I, I don't understand that whole situation. Giselle ended up leaving her own event. Because um, <laughs> when Wendy snapped at her, it was like, why are we doing this? What is going on? It was a good episode. I'm just confused as to what's going on with Wendy because I don't know if she's just feeling herself because she got a new body. I don't. I, I really, I don't get it. It was crazy. But that was the episode. I'll talk to you people, people soon. Bye-bye.